about journaling. You mentioned how you've done it for almost ten years, right?、Mm-hmm. And it's very similar for me. So I've never actually met anyone else that's done that <laughs> as long as we have. So yeah, we're, we're the crazy ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be a very fun topic. Welcome back to the Dreamlit Podcast. And today it's going to be a special episode. I have a special guest. This time it's not one of my longtime friends that's going to be on an episode. It's going to be somebody completely brand new. Her name is Wesley Anna, and she is a YouTuber. Would you like to introduce yourself?、Uh, yeah, I mean that was a pretty good introduction already. But I、uh, have a YouTube channel just under my own name, Wesley Anna. I do a lot of like lifestyle content, productivity content.、I'm、starting to do more like creative art related stuff as well.、Um, mm-hmm. Kind of all over the board though, since I'm still. Pretty new to the content space, and yeah, I mean it's been fun so far. I think that's sort of the way to go, though. Like when you're new to the space, it's like just doing whatever you like is sort、mm-hmm. of the best strategy, and not locking your down, locking yourself down into like a single niche too hard. At least、yep. that's that's sort of my conclusion. But that's beside the point. <laughs> One <laughs> of the main topics I wanted to talk about because the way I found Wesley was through YouTube. I was watching your video about day one. And I just started trying it after I watched your video, which for me is kind of crazy because I've been using、um, Google Docs to write all my journal entries since forever. <laughs> so <laughs> both of us have done journaling, or I've done digital journaling only. I've never actually really done physical journaling. Have you? I went back and forth between different,、um, you know, like products and different, like, I guess, strategies because I've I've just always been like a documenter. Um, documented、gotcha. my life in different ways, and I think it was when I started using Day One in 2012.、Um, you know, it's over 10 years now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs>、um, I kind of started just like a daily journaling thing, and I kept going. And I think a big part of it was just because Day One makes it so easy. Yeah.、Um, you know, I noticed. I actually took a look at the template you use on、uh, Google Docs.、Um, oh, nice. Which, which is amazing.、Um, but I can. I can guess that like it's probably a little bit of like a friction point to have to set up like your own system and you know、yeah. like keep everything backed up and set up your own structure and it makes it just a little bit harder to input、yeah. information. And、Definitely. one of the cool things about day one is they have like quick entry. It's on your phone. It's synced to your computer. Like everything is kind of already pre-done for you, and you can add as much like complexity there as you want, or I can just put in like a quick snippet of what happened, and it takes me thirty seconds. And I think that. Lack of friction is really what helped keep that habit going. And then, you know, after a few years, once you've been doing it for a while, you're like, you can't stop. <laughs> nice, that's good. Because I was going to ask if you've ever had like a point in your life where you completely stopped journaling. So I, I will admit, I'm a little bit of a cheater.、Um, I'll say <laughs> I have an entry for every day、mm-hmm. since 2012. I don't necessarily input every entry. On the day that it's supposed to be there. Don't worry, me、uh, too. <laughs> <yeah> . But I always backlog it, even though there's been moments. I think the longest I've gone is maybe like two or three weeks, where I only had one or two entries. Yeah. And those times, you're like, I really don't want to have to go through and like look through my calendar, look through my photos, figure out what I was doing each of those days. But I still do it because, again, once you've been doing it for like a few years, you just convince yourself. You're like, I've done it for so long, I can't stop now. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, it's it's less. Less so, like I've done it for so long that I can't stop. It's more like I feel like I just have to do it. Like it's just、mm-hmm. an instinct. Like like after I've yes, I started doing it in 2014 of March, so not as long as you have, but for my still a long time. <laughs> yeah, still a long time. So Google Docs, I just 
at first, all I did was do it in notes, actually. So I just typed in what my favorite moment of the day was um, for like most of 2014 after March. And then I transferred it into Google Docs like after a year. <laughs> I remember doing it in class a lot because <laughs> I was in college at the time. So whenever I had a class that I thought was like kind of boring, I would just like start journaling about my week. <laughs> and that's how I, mean, I kept up. <laughs> kind of a good use of time. <laughs> yeah, but but I guess that's after doing it for about two two years, I'd say is is when I just like it just became like an ingrained habit, probably to this day, my number one like habit that I do like more than any other habit, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, a big part of habit building is creating something where it feels weird when you don't do it. And when you yeah, get to that yeah. point, that's when you know it sticks, <laughs> right? Like when you're working that's out true. every day and you have an excuse not to work out, but you're like, oh, I have to at least like go for a 10 minute run. That's when you know you built that habit. And I think for journaling, a big part of it, if you're a daily journaler, especially if you've done it as long as we have, um, you kind of get used to this idea that like everything is always documented and every part of your life you're going to remember right and you have mm -hmm. some record or archive of that so you get this weird feeling if you don't do it for a day you know it's not the end of the world we don't have to remember everything like there's most people don't do this and yeah. they live great <laughs> lives but at the same time it just feels odd to think that there's a day in my life that could be missing from memory right yeah. that's a day that feels like it never happened because i don't have any sort of like archive from that day and i yeah. think that's what really kind of like pushes it forward and i think that's sort of like a bit rare i see uh in us that i don't see in a lot of my friends they don't feel that urge to sort of document every day and yeah. i'm very very curious like because for me this podcast for this month has been the theme has been around like change and new things so mm -hmm. if possible going back to when you started like what made you like adopt journaling? What sort of like got you into it in the first place? Oh, that's a really good question. <laughs> um, yeah, because again, I've I've always had this natural instinct to kind of document um, my experiences. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I was into writing. I was into photography. I remember, you know, I was part of yearbook uh, back in middle school. I'd like make my own yearbook for like my friends and put in oh, photos nice. and like our memories. <laughs> So I think it's kind of just my natural way of understanding the world because there's so much information and like things mm -hmm. that happen in our life. And if you don't take a second to like digest it and reflect it and like really fit it into context somewhere, it kind of, I don't know, it just gets like really overwhelming. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think yeah. having something that forces you to really kind of distill down what happened and like think about it, it just really helps to kind of like define your perspective on life and make yeah. sure that you're living intentionally and not just like waking up every day in the same routine and like not really considering what you're doing with your time. Um, I don't know if that makes sense, but that's like, it, that's a really good question. Sense. I don't know. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we can try to sort of like figure it out. Cause I'm curious, like you said, you made yearbooks for your friend and stuff. That's like crazy. That's like very impressive. Uh, was this in like high school or was it? No, it was when I was like 12 or 13. <laughs> I would like use Photoshop and print this out or make like little comics of us or just That's find crazy. different ways to kind of make these ordinary moments into mm -hmm. a story or make meaning from them, I right, guess. Right. Um, I think part of it comes down to just being someone who really likes to like romanticize my life. Yeah, um, yeah. 
you know, like I it guess makes it more fun. Overthinker. Yeah. <laughs> it makes it more yeah, fun. Yeah. I, I think it's like, more fun that way. Yeah. I feel like it's a little, at least for me, why I started, because I can remember it vividly, like in, like in March and stuff that was sort of around the time, like a lot of events were happening in my life that were like really fun. And I, I just felt like if I don't write all of this down, I will forget it in the future. Is it? Um, so that's, that's why I started. And it really was, I only wanted to remember like that one best moment in that day. Um, so I was, I was very, very, very positive <laughs> when, when, when I was in college for freshman year and, and eventually I would write about everything. Like I'd actually start writing about like my sadder thoughts or my thoughts that are like, or thoughts in general, instead of just the events, if that makes sense. Like turning my journal into writing about everything in my life versus just um, like the happy times. Yeah, yeah. Something that's really kind of magical about writing about all, par all parts of your life, like the good and the bad, Mm -hmm. is it gives you this way of like controlling your own narrative. Um, you know, something I've been really interested in is like the concept of memory and just how subjective our experiences are and our perspectives are based on just how we decide to like take in something and what we want to make with that information, right? Because Definitely. we have so much like objective information that's coming us every day and like you can choose to view it in whatever way, right? Um, mm -hmm. And if you write about these experiences, especially ones that maybe we're like a little mundane or even like a little bit sadder and you put your own twist on it. I mean, not not like toxic positivity or anything, <laughs> but it's really just being able to kind of control the way that you see your life and the only, the own story that you have. 100%. I, I agree with that like so much. I feel like like for me that like just journaling is a way to process what happened. And by writing about it, it gives us this sort of like guide to see a certain way. And to and for me, it it just lets me choose like, okay, this really really bad thing happened or like this drama happened, and I get to choose sh whether or not like I'm gonna take away something positive from it or I'm just gonna be like really upset and sad about it. Um, yeah, it's it's hard to describe, but but I definitely understand what you mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Out of curiosity, how much like did your journal change over time? So I tried a bunch of different strategies with journaling. I know people like to attack it from different angles. Some people are very like straightforward. Some people only journal emotions. Some people are about like gratitude. Mm. So I tried a lot of these different ways of going about it. Um, and I have those in my day one, but most of most of the time I'll try something for a little bit and then I kind of drop it after a while. So I did do like daily gratitude for a long time. Mm. Um, I would record just like my thoughts or like musings and like reflections. I did morning pages for a while. But I think at the end of the day, I just really like having it as a very like objective archive um, yeah. of my life. So if I go to a restaurant, I named the restaurant there. Like if there was a dish I liked, I named the dish I liked. And that way, because there's like such a powerful ser search function, if I'm yeah. ever talking to someone and we're like, wait, what, did, what What day did we go to this restaurant? Did we even go here? I can just like type it in. And I yeah, know everything yeah. about that experience. <laughs> or if someone's like, oh no, I remember on Easter of like 2015, we did this and this. And I'll be like, no, we didn't. I promise you, we didn't <laughs> argue about it. I'm like, wait a minute. I have the documents here. I'm going to look and see. Yeah, we are um, We are so yeah. similar in that way. <laughs> I've done that so many times. <laughs> are you, uh, do you know your Myers-Briggs by chance? Yeah. Are you an uh, INTJ? Mm -mm. I am... 
and ENFJ. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. I know this is I, a very common like INTJ thing, but I'm not sure. I'm not too familiar with ENFJs. Yeah, ENFJ for the Myers Big or 16 personality thing, they give names to all of them, right? Do you know your name?、Mm -hmm. uh, what is it called? Mine is the architect. Architect. Mine、yes. is the protagonist.、Um, I, I have a friend who's the same Myers Big, and we always make fun of each other because <laughs> we're both protagonists and we, there can only be one. So we always like. She was actually the previous. Guest for the podcast.、Um, but、uh, that aside, <laughs> I don't know why I mentioned that. But, <laughs> but、um, for the Myers Briggs thing, for me personally, I'm like right in between E and I, and I'm also right in between F and T. So I could easily be like the same as you based on that. Yeah, I think the I think it's especially people who are N and have that sense of intuition.、Mm -hmm. Like they have a lot of like information they draw internally. And then the J, it's like that need to organize. So I think having like the N and the J together, it's this desire to take what is kind of coming from you intuitively、mm. and internally and make sense of it.、Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think that's where probably a lot of the kind of like journaling, data driven people come from. Yeah. I think I'm like super, like for the personality test, like the J aspect, I'm definitely like super organized. And I, I feel like I can't help but be organized. Otherwise, I feel like stressed out. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think that's really cool that like you have a very similar like outlook and similar like use case for your journal. Cause like I remember this memory with my mom. She was telling me how like there was a Halloween where these kids just like, like for Halloween, don't ever do this. Don't ever just leave a bucket of candy out. Because, like, there was a year where these kids just, like, straight up just stole the whole bucket.、Um, <laughs> yeah, it's always, always that one group of kids that want to ruin it for everyone else. Yeah, but I remember it being a certain year, and then my mom remember, remembered it being a, a different year. And then I told her, like, it's this year. I literally wrote it down in my journal right here. <laughs> and she still didn't believe me, which is crazy. But, <laughs> but, but that is the, the best benefit is always getting to be right. <laughs> There's any other reason to keep doing it? That that is enough <laughs> motivation. Ah,、uh, that's that's funny.、Um, but the me trying day one for the past month, I've really been enjoying it because I don't know why I didn't do this in Google Docs. I just, I guess I just they I guess you're right. There there was like friction. But in day one, I've been adding a lot of photos and videos to it into the entries, and they make it super easy. Is it、um, the days that you take your photos and videos? It's on that entry or right next to. Um, the input thing. So, yeah, it's been really fun doing it. The hard part is getting the past like nine years into day one. <laughs> yeah, that's,、uh, I mean, I would suggest just starting, starting new and leaving your Google archive as is. Right. But,、um, but how,、yeah. can I, how can I use the search function then? <laughs> <laughs> It'll be for the next 10 years of your life. Now you can search that. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm doing it slowly. I just, I just have to.、Uh, it's like weird to have it in two separate places. I think you can understand that.、Um, yeah, yeah. But I'm just doing it like one month or each month. I'll just like、um, input the past months that I've done it,、uh, like all the Januaries, I guess. But that must be kind of fun in a way, too, because you're actually going through all these old memories and kind of like digging things up that、exactly. you wouldn't have otherwise, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I did.、Um, For 2020,、uh, I think it was, yeah, 2020, because that's,、uh, that's how much I've imported up to. 
I actually used um, ChatGPT to help me write some code to convert the Google document into the format that is required of day one to import it. Oh, uh, wow. That's yeah. really cool. <laughs> yeah. So I did that for two, for 2020 up to now. So, but it's still like a little wonky. So I have to like fix some stuff. So it's not like perfect. Well, I'm sure it'll be all worth it in the end. It'll be very satisfying when you actually have this full searchable <laughs> archive of your life for the past decade. Yeah, yeah. But that that's definitely very interesting. Like, you're right that for journaling, there's like so many different use cases. And for me too, I've tried the daily gratitude thing. I definitely like it, but it's hard for me to keep up with it for some reason. But like, first and foremost, I always talk about like what happened. And, and I think that's like the majority of what my journaling is. And then... I try weekly or monthly to go over more of my thoughts and feelings versus just the events. Do you sort of have a, a monthly or weekly thing? Yeah, so I I think one of the really big benefits of daily journaling in such like a data-driven way where you're just kind of like talking about the facts mm -hmm. is it really opens you up to be able to talk about you know, like your feelings or do you like video projects? I mean, I've, I've had like so many like document related projects happen and I don't have to stress that I'm not capturing everything or that I start something and I drop it because I know the basic facts are still there mm -hmm. always. So I can kind of like pick up and try new things at will. Um, but to answer your question, I do use a paper journal um, and that one I've kind of dedicated more to like you said, like working out like my thoughts on something, if something's bothering me, um, just because I do like kind of the freeform tactile experience of having paper and pen. Mm -hmm. I don't like it as much for just writing about like, this is what I did, because how am I ever going to find that again? <laughs> um, but I do like it for reflecting. Um, and definitely on like, a, I would say that is kind of as needed. Usually mm -hmm. if I'm in a little bit more of like an overthinking headspace, I start to use it. If I I'm feeling like a little bit more at peace. I'm like more at flow. I don't really feel the need to journal as much because I'm mm -hmm. kind of more present. But uh, I do do like weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annual reviews. But those ones I'd like to keep digitally. I've mm -hmm. done them in Google Docs. I do them in Notion now. But I think the digital is better for that just because I want to be able to look back and see on something that's kind of like easy to dig up again. How yeah. like my past years or months or weeks have been going. Yeah. I also do that for um, looking back in the past months and stuff, but I do everything in Google Sheets. <laughs> I, I guess I, I really got into like the Google Docs and Google Sheets environment. Um, I mean, if it works for you, then that's great. Yeah, I, I think I've been trying to also work with Notion recently this past month, and it's been a struggle. <laughs> Not because it's hard to learn Notion. I understand everything now, but like... It still has its limitations, especially when it comes to de the design aspect. Because um, like for Google Sheets, you can basically make it look however you want, as long as you... Because you can essentially make every cell a pixel if you wanted. <laughs> and, and right, right. And potentially color it however you want. But uh, um, but I don't do that. But it, it, I definitely stylize it in the way I like seeing it. And I feel like for me, it's pretty important to to look at it look at colors and like different shades of colors and stuff like that. And Notion is it's a lot harder to do that with um, in the way that I want it to be, if that makes sense. Yeah, uh, there's there's like a lot of good database flexibility in Notion and yeah. you can use, you know, like tags in different colors. But if you actually want to stylize um, 
a traditional database, it does get a little bit harder. Yeah. Unless you go into like using like gallery views and like all of that. Um, but I do think Notion is very flexible in its design. If you're going to use kind of like the note taking system or like yeah, the note taking face of it, then you start to get like a lot of flexibility there. But if you really like staying within like the database, definitely I think like Excel or Airtable or any of those probably work better. Yeah. I think what I s sort of started to realize um, while trying to transfer things to Notion is like um, the things that already work well for me, I should not be trying to to like transfer over and convert it into a different place. Yes, I, I think <laughs> I think the idea of like having everything in one place, it's it sounds so good. But like at the same time, not like that one thing can't isn't always going to be able to host everything like the way you want it to. Um, yes. So my daily planner is on notes right now and I, I it's very simple and easy to do. So I tried converting it failed. I'm just going to leave it in notes because I'm pretty happy with it. But things like the projects that I have, like video ideas and the list of, um, yeah, just any ideas overall, like I have it in notes. It hasn't been like working out. <laughs> um, I'm actually going to transfer over because I feel like it would be more organized that way. Um, so that's sort of what I've learned in this past month that has been pretty important. <laughs> like, no, that that's a great lesson. And a lot of people, I think, approach it backwards where they see you know the shiny new app like notion everyone's talking about it. it looks like really nice and they think okay here's notion how can i fit my system to fit in notion yeah but you shouldn't think that way right you should think okay i have a content calendar i use for my videos and i don't really like it so i want to try a new system for this what is the best app i can use right exactly. like it should be in the opposite direction and most people don't think that way and when they try and retrofit it, that's when you start getting like really frustrated and you spend all this time like backlogging things and you realize, yeah. wait, I liked everything in Evernote to begin with. Like, why did I push <laughs> everything from Evernote into here and spend three weeks doing that? Yeah, yeah I totally yeah. get that. Yeah. So sounds like you have firsthand experience. <laughs> yeah, I, I too have learned that recently that things don't have to be in the same place and you don't have to switch over your systems for the sake of trying something new. You know, if it's... Definitely when it comes to like your productivity or organization, if it's not broken, mm -hmm. don't do anything to it. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Let's see. If if you were to start all over, like what would you use now, I guess? Would the same things or like do you feel like um, what you used back then helped you get to where you are now? I would say if we had the tools we did now, mm -hmm. I would definitely use day one from like the earliest I could. Um, my only regret there is they don't have, you know, more things from before 2012. Uh, mm -hmm. My memory of my life before then, before sophomore year college is very faint because I never <laughs> wrote about it. Um, but no, day one is great. I would do it again in a heartbeat. I think Notion is pretty awesome. Um, I would say a big part of what is missing for me is I do have other, you know, like bookmarks and things spread out everywhere that I don't really want to import in yet because again, of what we just talked about like you might do that and realize it's not for you yeah um but if i could start from scratch completely in notion that'd be awesome uh i don't think there's really anything else i would need besides that though maybe get into like obsidian that's something that's been really interesting but every time i look at it i get really overwhelmed in like 12 <laughs> seconds and then i drop it for another four months until i see another video on it i'm like maybe i should try it again <laughs> but i think that'd be the only one that i would try okay yeah i've seen thumbnails about obsidian but i've never actually looked into it at all and i i think i won't for now <laughs> I'm... yeah it's uh 
I think, because you seem like a pretty structured person, like me. <laughs> and I think for people like us, it probably works better in like a Google Docs or Notion environment where you have a better idea of like your top down structure. Mm -hmm. Obsidian is very bottom up. So it's kind of like hard to wrap your head around. I still don't quite get it, but you'll have like a topic. You just write something, then you link different words or topics within that, create new pages from there. Mm -hmm. And everything you kind of just like link based on what you're thinking of. So if I wrote a page on like horses, I'm like, okay, what else have I written that could be related to horses? And I'll think of this book about the West and I'll be like, okay, let's make a link to that. But there's no way to be completionist about it. You're kind of just thinking off the top of your head. And I think that would bother me a lot. I see. But for some people who do like creative work and writing, I think it helps them create more organic ideas and come up with connections in a way that you can if your system is like too structured. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think for me, I've sort of come to the conclusion that like at a certain point, like spending too much time on the organization system is is counter to the point of having it. Cause Absolutely. Like, yeah. Because I'm not... I'm not spending my time like practicing piano or like exercising or doing the thing that I want to do that my yeah. organizer says I should do. <laughs> Instead, I'm spending that time like trying to make the organizer better. So yeah, for me, I, I feel like I have a good system going and I'm still, I'm continuously making it better um, by trying these new things like Notion and, and day one. But, but I think I'm fine with it just happening over time, like slowly versus... Mm -hmm trying to overhaul everything at once, which was the, the mistake I did this month. But <laughs> but sometimes it is kind of fun to do it. It's it's just um, something I'll, I've learned that I will try not to do in the future. <laughs> no, I, I feel that. And that was a really big mistake that probably took me like a decade to learn <laughs> is that working like working on your productivity systems is not being productive, mm. right? Like you're doing something and then that's to actually be able to get the work done. And if you're spending more time thinking about the work or planning for the work than actually doing the work, then you're doing something wrong. Mm. Um, and I definitely got caught up in that so many times over the years where you tell yourself, you're like, okay, I can't, you know, I can't make this YouTube video yet because I don't have my content calendar ready and I don't have the structure ready and I don't have my whole system ready. So now let me spend two weeks figuring out like a content plan and like writing out, making like a whole calendar and notion and two weeks go by and you haven't made the two YouTube videos you're supposed to. <laughs> And it would have been better just to make like two crappy videos and to just like keep procrastinating. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of people use organization and like quote unquote, like these productivity practices as a form of procrastinating from them actually doing the work. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like we're, it's always gonna be messy. We're always gonna be imperfect. Nothing is gonna be how you want it to be. And you kind of just have to give into that eventually. Yeah. But I mean, we, there is obviously a balance where, you know, like, we're doing this because we want to bring order to that chaos and yeah. we're trying our hardest and it does help for sure. It's, it's better than like complete disarray, but at some point there needs to be a balance and it needs to be like, this is good enough. Let's like get to the yes. work. Yeah. Yeah. So, so for me personally, uh, my channel, this channel where I'm posting the podcast stuff for a while, it was about like self-help and productivity and self-improvement. But I definitely took a big pivot because I felt like I've gained most of everything I needed to or wanted to. And I want to spend more of my time doing other things, um, which is like actually creating the stuff I've always wanted to, which is I've always wanted to create like a board game or like a video game. Um, I've been writing piano 
songs recently for for friends um cool. like piano piano is one of my like greatest passions i'd say so i i feel like learning that i'm at a good spot with productivity and self-improvement all that stuff and i don't need to continue to read more books or continue to like spend so much time on it it's really helped me move forward with pursuing the things i really want yeah i think that's definitely like a great place to be um it's something that takes like a lot of people a very long time to get to yeah it took me a um, while. yeah so i mean that's cool that you're there do you think your your channel content specifically is going to start pivoting into those other passions that you have yeah i at least for this channel the the plan is right now to just do podcasts primarily because i have a very like as we've been talking about i have a very like organized way of doing things and i don't want to make podcast content and then other stuff on the same channel so I have okay. a personal channel where I just like talk about whatever I want um, and have been sort of posting more like videos related to piano and other things that I just feel like I want to do for fun. Most of the content that will involve like me doing a big project will probably be posted to that personal channel. Cool. What are some of your passions or hobbies? Uh, oh, there's a lot of them. Uh <laughs> Um, well, I've always been a very visual person, so I drew a lot as a kid, always did a lot of like crafts, DIY, painting, sculpture, anything kind of in that wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. uh, by the time I was around 11 or 12 is when, you know, the internet kind of became this like really big, fun place to be. And, you know, I downloaded Photoshop, did a lot of design. Um, that's what I do now as the career. So that started very early. Nice. Also picked up my first like DSLR camera around then. Um, got That's very really young age. Yeah, yeah. I started a lot of. I think like twelve was a very formative year for me because <laughs> everything I am now started right then. That's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah. So I've I've been doing these things for like a really long time. I think sometimes I get a little sad because I think video is something that really speaks to me as well. But I only picked it up a few years ago, mm. partially because the resources we have for video only became really accessible in maybe like the last decade or especially like the last five years. Yeah, definitely. Because we used to have like, you know, DSLR cameras, you could take really good photos, but the kind of cameras people have access to now for like under a thousand dollars did not exist back then. Yeah. Right. So yeah. creating like good videos when I was 12 years old would not have been possible. Mm -hmm. um, and I, yeah, that's why I didn't really get into it until recently, but I really like that as a medium of expression and just storytelling and you know it's like the way that the creator economy is going it's just like a very exciting space to be in yeah yeah but um that one is a little bit more recent i also do muay thai um oh, that's awesome. so i've been doing that for yeah, about four years that's actually a second channel i run with my partner where we both do muay thai he's a trainer um we do like a bunch of different like tutorials and like interviews with nice. like, fighters so that's also a really fun side project yeah that sounds like super fun <laughs> yeah <laughs> i feel like for for me and my friends, like at least when I was younger in high school and college, a lot of the guys would always talk about Muay Thai and how cool it was. Um, especially if you watch stuff like fighting movies. Um, yeah. Like I watched a lot yeah. of Jackie Chan movies. Uh, so Muay Thai was like always something I wanted to try, but I just never did. <laughs> you should try it. It's really fun. People get intimidated by it because they think it's harder than it is. But, mm -hmm. uh, one thing I always say is like Muay Thai is actually very, very special compared to other martial arts or even just like any sports community because it's number one, it's a perfect size where 
you're going to find a gym in like any city you go to. You're going to find people who do it, mm -hmm. but it's still small enough that everyone knows each other. So like I've traveled to different states around the world, gone to different gyms. I'm always one degree of separation away from That's somebody cool. because because <laughs> of that connection. Right. Yeah. And it's just such a tight community that people are so welcoming. Um, it's so easy to make friends. Nobody is kind of like out to get you. I don't know if, if you follow like <laughs> boxing or jujitsu, you kind of get into this more like toxic masculinity space where people are trying mm. to prove themselves. And I mean, of course, you're going to have one or two people like that in Muay Thai, but it it's very rare. Like people are very humble, very open to like newcomers. And I just I think that community is what's really kept me in it for so long. Nice. Yeah. That's that's really good. I I feel like um, for me, I my sort of passion in terms of physical activity related stuff is like more so gymnastics and tricking. Um, oh, wow. That's yeah. Cool. I started doing it in sort of high school, like I breakdanced in high school, but afterwards, at, after I graduated from college is when I actually took gymnastics lessons. So I was like in my twenties, like at that point, but it was still really fun. And I did learn like a good amount of stuff and, <clears throat> but I haven't done it since COVID. So <laughs> I need to. Can you get... do a back handspring? Yeah, I was able to do like multiple back handsprings in a row. Um, back hands, round off back handspring to back tuck or back flip. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I'm I... very impressed because I can't even do a cartwheel. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, to be fair, I did have like a, a background in breakdance, so it it helped. I'm just. I don't know, actually, breakdance was a very, very difficult thing that hurt my body all the time. So <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure. It looks very, it looks very difficult and painful. Yeah. Yeah. After, after stopping for breakdance, I, I, my body felt overall really like, like just better. <laughs> like my neck stopped hurting and stuff like that. So wait, so when you breakdance, I mean, I'm thinking in my head, like someone upside down spinning on their head. Yeah. Um, does that hurt as much as it looks like it hurts? At a certain point you get very very used to like being on your top of your head or like you develop the muscles that where it doesn't hurt anymore but when you f first do it it definitely like you will wake up with sore neck muscles and stuff like that yeah so your body adapts to it okay. yeah your body adapts to it but like i personally think <laughs> that you are sacrificing like your older self's health because your body should not be like on your head that much like you will eventually feel the pain later on. Um, like I, I hear a lot of trickers and breakdancers talk about how a certain body part is still in pain from like one injury they had like five years ago. Um, so yeah, that's a warning, I guess, for people who want to try it out. Okay, well, I'm going to have to cross it off my bucket list now. <laughs> but I, I personally think gymnastics is much safer, uh, ironically, even though you're going upside down and flipping and stuff. I, I never got like seriously injured from gymnastics, but I have gotten like injured a lot from breakdancing. I don't think I can do gymnastics just because I am a scaredy cat. And the idea of like <laughs> going backwards or just anything that really like hurts you, I still have to get over that in Muay Thai even to this day. Gotcha. Um, just like naturally don't have that adrenaline seeking <laughs> self. Yeah, I, I'm very much an adrenaline seeker. I feel that it feels really good. To, to like be upside down in the air. Uh, scary, but yeah. I can't relate, but I admire it. <laughs> but I, I'll probably eventually try uh, Muay Thai or just like 
other martial arts just out of curiosity i feel like at least for this year i, I want to try like one new thing every month um so maybe muay thai can be one of those things eventually what city are you in i'm in i'm near la like i'm east of la okay um i might have a few gyms i can recommend to you after this i'll uh sure i'm gonna ask <laughs> someone but if i find one that has a good trainer now i'll let you know oh thank you thank you appreciate it but overall i definitely enjoyed this discussion i feel like we're similar in a lot of ways like just just hearing all the stuff about journaling especially um and overall i just I'm glad to finally get a, a guest on that isn't like one of my longtime friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I am honored to be your first guest. Come yeah. on. Thank you so much.